Well, hi and welcome to Practice Makes Parent, where we understand it's not about perfection, but about transformation. I'm Dr. Danny Huerta. And I'm Rebecca St. James. And I am so excited, Danny, to dive into what we're talking about today. We're going to discuss how you can parent each of your children uniquely. And I think a lot of us want a parenting formula that will help our kids become responsible and godly adults, but it really doesn't work that way. And each child is different, so they have their own particular needs. Is that right, Danny? That is that is very, very true, Rebecca. I think uh, every parent has to deal with this very thing. Even, even they are different. Between spouses, yep. there are differences. And each child has a distinct personality, which is awesome. Yeah. But it can be frustrating. So, Rebecca, what differences do your kids have, and how have you learned to meet their unique needs along the way? Well, each of our three kids, and nine, five, and three, um, are very different. Gemma's uh, a leader type, little type A, little <laughs> strong-willed. Um, Imogen is a little kind of fairy, much more compliant. She just kind of floats through life and makes art. And, um, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's just chill and, and sweet and um, goes with the flow. And then River's kind of a combination of the two, our son. Um, but I, I'm learning lately about just kind of their love languages too. I feel like Gemma needs more like quality time to feel really connected. Imogen, um, probably needs more affirmation. She's just kind of hungry for affirmation. River, we're still trying to figure out. But yeah, I think we're trying to be students of our kids um, and really ask God for wisdom with each of them because they are all unique. Yes, they are. And you and Cubby are also uh, your own unique persons, right? Your personalities that you bring into the mix. And uh, Yeah, I know. That's fantastic. How did you approach it with Alex and Lexi? Well, so Alex is, he was our firstborn. Uh, mm. We have two kids. So Alex is, is the oldest and he's much more of a personal uh, type of guy. He loves quality time. He's, mm. he's a peacemaker. He wants to make everyone happy and he's Aww. had to learn how to bring opinion, right? Okay. Very, very yep. much a servant heart. He loves rhythms and uh, loves to just have that one-on-one time or yeah. a small group uh, time. And then my daughter, Lexi, she is absolutely the social one. She loves novelty. She wants new things. Let's change it up. Let's not do the same thing over and over again. Wow. She wants touch. She wants to be held. She wants new experiences. And so different. She just wants to Daddy, go. Yeah, so yeah. different. She wants to have as many people as possible around her. So she'll, <laughs> she would invite the whole entire world if she could. Oh. So she, uh, it's just been... It's been fun to see their differences and then to navigate uh, differences between Heather and I along mm. the way, because that translates into our parenting being different between yeah. she and I. And so uh, in our differences, we really begin to see and learn how to love each other along the way. And uh, we get to establish a unique connection with each other because of those personality differences, which is a gift. Yes. And uh, I love the verse, Proverbs 22 six, Rebecca, where it says, train up a child in the way they should go. And that can mean so many different things. And I really believe that part of that is learning uh, the unique makeup of each of our children, of how God has designed them. And and then we get to, to guide them from there. And scripture all throughout has guidance on differences and, and looking to God for uh, guidance and not a formula mm. for parenting, mm. which we need to keep in mind because that's what we're going to be talking about. That's that there right. isn't a formula for all of parenting, but there's certainly 
nuggets out there that give you information to be able to lean into who your child is because each child has their own unique genetics, their own experiences, their relationships, their interpretations, and we need to be intentional with our time and really invest in our kids in a way that will be meaningful to their design and who they are and then actually speak love into them. Mm, exactly, Danny. That's so, so good. Well, later on, we will hear a question from one of our listeners who wants to know how he can discipline his two kids who are complete opposites. That is a challenge. Um, so I love that he asked that question. But first, we had a great conversation with Julie Lowe about how we can best understand why we should parent each child uniquely. She's an author and a mom of five, so let's listen to the conversation that we had with Julie. Why do we gravitate towards a parenting formula? What do you think? I mean, it's so tempting to do so, right, Julie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're all tempted to, for a couple reasons, we want success. I think we think of formulas and recipes as if I do A plus B, then I will get the outcome I want, and it will always turn out the same. And so people write books about it, people pursue it, um, because we want some kind of guarantee, which is, um, is relying more on a formula than it is wisdom and walking by faith before the Lord. And I believe we can get so busy trying to pursue what we think is our ideal family that we stop pursuing loving our actual family that's before us. Yeah. Yeah, and it's wow. so tempting, right, to to want a formula because it feels easier that way. If you just do a formula, you can get a certain result. And Deuteronomy mm-hmm. 6 is interesting to me. It says, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and might. Jesus adds mind to that. And then it says mm-hmm. that we're to teach our kids all day long, but it doesn't give us a formula that if we do this, then they'll turn out this way. It just gives us a pathway to follow as parents, and it begins with pursuing a relationship with Christ and then being intentional in our parenting, really is what it's, what it's saying there. What do you think, Rebecca? I mean, what, uh, do you think of a parenting formula would make sense to have in parenting? Well, you know, I was definitely that parent that when I first became a parent was just reading all the books. Like, what are the ones that I just hear about over and over and over (laughs) again? And I just want to get it right. And literally a few months into parenting, I'm like, man, the books gave me some good ideas, but this is a whole new animal. Being a parent myself, I was the oldest of seven kids. I thought, Mm. man, I got this made in the shade. Like, I've got so much experience being a second mama. This is going to be easy. And you get in it and you're like, no, my my child is unique and this is a unique path and I have to lean on the Holy Spirit. I have to partner, you know, with my husband in making these big choices for our our little one. And so it's, it's a big deal. But I just love that we have... Like what you're saying, Julie, we have the Holy Spirit to lean on. We have our faith to go moment by moment, Lord, give me the wisdom that I need for this child, because it's going to be different with every child, too. And I I know you highlight that in your work, don't you, Julie? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the work of the Spirit and wisdom and having to discern what is best for our child means that I have to work a lot harder than what a formula offers me. And a formula might be simpler. Mm. But it, it misses loving the kids before us. And, um, mm. and also, it can very quickly become godless, just meaning void of God. If I got the formula, why do I need the Spirit? Why do I need wisdom? I just 
do what I think yep. I'm supposed to do. And so parenting by faith really is saying, I'm going to trust the Lord to help me love these mm-hmm. people in front of me and that I take biblical principles on relationships and parenting, and then I contextualize them to my own home. Mm-hmm. It's so good, Julie. Thank you so much for these insights. You're you're an expert in this field. You've got so much wisdom. Um, we're living in such a unique day and age. I feel like as parents with social media, uh, we are we can compare our parenting style more than mm-hmm. ever before in the world and in all of history. What are some boundaries that you feel like we need to put in place as parents so that we avoid comparing our parenting styles to other families? Because that's a trap right there, right? Oh, yeah. it's And it's really tricky. Of course, with technology and social media and all these good books, these resources, we begin to think, well, if I did it like Julie Lowe or if I did it like this person over here, then my kids will turn out the same mm-hmm. way or I'll have the same result. And that's, that's just not always the case. Um, and the comparison trap makes us unhappy. Again, it goes back to looking for an ideal rather than loving the actual children and husband or wife that God put before us. Um, and so comparison makes us discontent. It makes us unhappy. It makes us want to change the people around us rather than minister and love them well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're pointing to a huge theme we see, and it keeps us from being honest and transparent with each other when we're struggling because if I'm so busy comparing my family to your family, then I can't be transparent with my struggles. Yeah, and it, what's interesting is that uh, a lot of parents feel like they're doing something wrong because there's there's a lot of information on parenting styles, right? We have mm. gentle parenting that's uh, uh, being talked about a lot, the yeah. lawnmower parenting, helicopter parenting. There's so many different parenting styles yep. that are being talked about, and it gets very confusing for parents. Uh, what would you say... Uh, you've done as far as just parenting styles in general. How have you handled that along the way in your own family, Julie? Yeah, well, it's actually, it's really funny you said that because I think how quick we are to label each other. So yes. I, I have heard my, I've heard other people label me some of those things. And it's funny because one moment I could be labeled, for instance, a gentle parent, and the next moment somebody else is saying, wow, you are really a helicopter parent. You need to back <laughs> off. And so we throw these labels out at each other as though they define me and my intent and my motives. Um, and for sure, you know, those, those labels come from somewhere. They come from seeing patterns and themes, but we're so quick to, uh, to in some ways accuse each other of being that or to take pride in my, my style and then presume everybody should have mm. that same style. And I just think in the body of Christ, there's utter liberty. And again, if we're loving the people God put before us, then we're assessing what their needs are. When does one child need more structure and actually value it? And when does another child need a more relaxed parent who gives them space and time to accomplish things? And wisdom says, I do what the need requires, not my personal preferences, and not what the world tells me to do, but what my children actually need. And that's why we show up with warmth, sensitivity, right? To know and understand a mm-hmm. child and then guide them and teach them, as Scripture says, in the way they should go. And that is beginning with that understanding and that sensitivity. And that, that most closely aligns with that authoritative parenting style, which is that high level of warmth and, and sensitivity and high levels of uh, just the, the guidance and demandingness, and not to be confused by the authoritarian parenting right. style, which is all rules and no warmth and 
then there's that permissive side. But you're right, there, there are judgments being thrown around where research does give us some insight that the, the, the best outcomes have come from parents that show up with what tends to be considered an authoritative parenting style. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not a formula. Right. It's just a style of how you show up to that invitation of parenting. And uh, how, do you have a lot of different personalities in your home? Oh, for sure. Yeah, we've yeah. got five <laughs> kids, and we're often wow. have foster children and other people in. And so, wow. I mean, there's a wide variety of personalities and temperaments, which means what does it look like to know them each well, to speak into their lives well. And what you talked about, this author, uh, authoritative parenting or authoritative, we're thinking of authority now in our culture as a negative word. And you, what you said was so attractive because that's, how Christ is. I mean, Christ demonstrates to us um, how to be in relationship with people. He had utter authority over his people, yet he did not approach them that way. He approached them with compassion and wisdom and knowing them mm. really well while never abdicating his authority. Mm. Right. That's so good. So, you know, Danny alluded to this a little earlier that we were going to talk about, you know, when we have busy schedules, which all of us do. I mean, let's be honest, life, I feel like, is just probably more crazy than ever for all of us. Um, how, do, how do we deal with that? Because I think, I know for me in my life, I can go into just survival mode. Just, man, we just got to buckle down and kind of get through right now as a family because it's just so much pulling on us with, you know, school and work and life and managing a household and all of it. Uh, and and I feel like when we're in survival mode, if I mean, if people can relate to this, intentionality can go out the window pretty mm-hmm. quick. Uh, how did your family deal with busy schedules, and and what did you learn? What did you have to change in in that process? Yeah, I mean, it's it's an ever evolving commitment yeah. to change because as, as you know, as your kids get older, life doesn't slow down. It gets busier. They have more activities. They play sports. You know, increasingly two-parent homes or both working parents, and I call it this fast food lifestyle that we keep going and we, uh, we do enough to maintain, to, to communicate what needs to happen next, to eat dinner, to get homework done, to move on to the next thing, to attend church. Um, but sustenance doesn't equal nourishment, much like taking in fast food. You, you can eat it, it can sustain you, but it's not, it doesn't have any nourishing it's value good. to it. And I think that's the kind of lifestyle that we're living today in our family life, where we keep things running, we juggle the activities, we're busy, but is there any real nourishing, um, intentional relationship and discipleship happening? Um, and that's the conviction I think we need as parents to say, yes, we're fighting an uphill battle. Yes, we have busy lives. Yes, our culture is out to pursue our children, and it's increasingly godless. So, therefore, I've got to be as equally intentional about looking for nurturing relationships, slowing life down, having meaningful conversations. And I love Deuteronomy 6 because it sets this uh, standard for saying you don't have to be sitting down having family devotions all day long. It's whether you walk along the way or whether you sit or ride or you're mm. eating dinner or riding in your family van. Mm. Like you make relationship happen by That's having good. meaningful conversations. And the more you do that, the more your children will get used to that and do that themselves. Wow. 
Danny, I think this is such an important topic because it can be really easy for parents to fall into this trap of having a formula or or even comparing their parenting style to someone else's. I, I heard that quote recently that comparison is the enemy of contentment. Mm. And I think in the day and age that we live in with social media also being so prominent, I mean, yeah, we can definitely compare ourselves to other people at church, but man, when you're seeing families that seem so put together on yes. Instagram or Facebook, hmm. um, it can really kill that contentment with our own family life, our own marriage, our own kids, things like that. And so I think she challenges comparing ourselves to someone else because we've got a, an, our own unique thing happening as families and we've got to recognize and respect that and mm. and be faithful to God within our, our framework. I also loved uh, Julie's thoughts on showing warmth and sensitivity to each child. This is just great reminders. I loved it. Yes, I, so true. Rebecca, it's easy to get it caught up in, in both of those, the comparisons and uh, just this idea that I have a formula I have to follow for my kids, and if I don't, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. Or even looking for that quick fix. It's not, mm. parenting's not the quick fix. It's uh, uh, the long game yeah. with, with our children. And when we, when we start to compare, it creates a fear-based response when we don't feel we're doing well. Mm. And fear makes connection difficult, and that's what she was talking about, right? That, that connectedness, the warmth, the sensitivity. But when we're in this fear response, it makes it hard to do that. And a recent survey, Rebecca, said that uh, parents are at a place of burnout, and it said that actually 70% of parents are feeling some form of burnout in parenting. Oh, man. And then uh, imagine if they're starting to compare themselves throughout social media, and uh, they're looking for a formula, and it's not working, then, uh, I mean, they're stuck in discouragement, 100%. they're spiraling yes. at that point, and, and they're not responding to the child, they're not connecting. And so what I really think that uh, what Julie's talking about here is finding joy and getting to know each of our children and who they are and having that sensitivity and warmth that it's not about trying to perform a certain way, but to have a relationship. And we don't need to be perfect, but we need to take... Uh, we need to take inventory of what's going on inside of us as parents first to try to show up the best we can for each of those children with their unique needs. And it may sound tiring, but what's really uh, great with that is that it becomes natural and it doesn't require as much uh, energy, but it does require some intentionality of getting to know each of our children and uh it really doesn't have to be that time-consuming. She talked about Deuteronomy 6, right, of, of uh, loving the Lord our God with all our hearts. And from that, wherever our rhythms are, we are speaking to our kids about our relationship with, with Christ. And uh, really, uh, when we understand our children, we're able to love them the way that they'll receive it and also discipline and guide them in that way. So spend some time with each child one-on-one -on -one and communicate how important they are to you. I mean, you can start doing that right now, right, mm -hmm. Rebecca? I mean, today we can, uh, just as we're having that reminder, let's not go to guilt, yep. but let's go to that one-on-one -on -one time and sharing with our kids how much we love them. Mm. And we just really hope and pray that this podcast is an encouragement to you out there. You know, Danny, when, when you're sharing that stat that 70% of parents are feeling burnout, 
I mean, you might be listening right now and you're feeling discouraged in your parenting. And I just want to encourage you that you are not mm. alone. We're all in this together. We're all learning together. We're all going to God together for wisdom. And so I just pray that you feel encouragement through this podcast, that you feel yeah, a sense good. of community and that you're being poured into and restored so that you don't have to have that sense of burnout. Mm. And if you would like to receive more encouragement and to learn more about this topic that we've been talking about today, you can get a copy of Becky's book, Childproof Parenting by Faith, Not Formula. I love that. We have that here at Focus on the Family available for a gift of any amount. This podcast is possible because of your financial support. So please donate and get the book today. All the details are in the show notes. Well, it's time for our weekly Q and A. Our Yay, question comes from a dad. <laughs> yeah, our question comes from a dad named Chris who wrote in and said, "My two kids are complete opposites, and I have no idea how to discipline either of them. One is very quiet and rarely gets into trouble, but the other is loud and proud about doing wrong things. What should I do?" Wow. Man, wow. Danny, yeah. well, you, yeah. you take that. Just, I'll, I'll throw we'll that one pause, to the expert. Right, okay. I'll throw well, that one to the expert for sure. What do you thank think? Thank you for your question, Chris. That's a it's a great question and not one that's too uncommon for for parents to be dealing with having these opposite uh, kids in the in their home. It sounds like you have a peacemaker child, a child that wants to make the whole world happy, and uh, and then a leader child that wants to control the whole world. <laughs> yeah. and so you, you have the two true opposites. And, and just so you know, many times uh, that's the combination that gets married, which is fascinating, but we won't spend mm. too much time on mm. that piece. This can be very, very frustrating. And one thing you want to keep in mind is you don't want to ignore the fact that your quiet child still has opinion and needs to learn how to articulate that. So it's not all about this loud and proud child, but about both. Uh, your, your quiet child that doesn't get into trouble may be doing things behind the scenes. And mm. uh, so you want to make sure you're not spending all your time uh, with this loud and proud child that is getting into trouble. Because over time, that, that can uh, really take a toll on this peacemaker child that's quietly doing things. So one-on-one -on -one time with both is going to be important. That's one key thing. And uh, you'll, you'll need to continue to guide them according to what they are needing. So your quiet people pleaser may not know how to communicate their thoughts. Stop with them and say, hey, do you, what is your opinion about this? What are your thoughts about this? To help draw them out in their personality and help them in their future relationships. And then the leader one, they want to have power and control. They need your relationship, your warmth, because most likely they're pushing your buttons and mm. you're getting more and more upset and angry and disconnected. And in that, they're just wanting to feel validated. They want to feel heard. They want to feel like um, they're understood and they have opinion. And uh, you, as as uh, as a parent, get to get to guide that. So, Chris, as as a dad, you get to model what it means to have safe power and control and healthy conflict. So, as this child that comes in with the loud and proud, know that that's their way of communicating what they're wanting and needing. So, if you can see it as communication rather than a poking at you and taking it personally, you can help them learn how to 
uh, communicate that from a different perspective. So if they come into you in a disrespectful way or loud, you can say, hey, you can, I, I, I hear what you're trying to say, but you can try it again, but this time with respect. Mm. Here's some ways that you could communicate to me so that I receive that. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear your opinion. And I, I see that you're wanting this. So let me help you do that in a way that's healthy, that's connecting and affirming that you love them, that you care deeply for them. And uh, so that they can gain trust in your authority. And, uh, and, and it's going to be, it, it is tough. It's tiring. So make sure you're doing some self-care and talking through some of your frustrations with somebody safe so that you're able to show up with, with energy and wisdom to this child that is, uh, requires a lot of your energy and attention. Uh, so I hope that's a good start for you uh, as you begin to, to think through how you formulate your one-on-one times and your guidance with both of your kids. What do, what do you think, Rebecca, as you... As you uh, process that question, I gave you a little time there as I answered it. What are your thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you answered it so well. I don't really have much to add to it, but I can definitely relate to this dad because our oldest is more of a strong-willed child and our second is um, more compliant um, and they're nine and five. So just, you know, seeing the differences between those two and how we parent them, we have to be kind of pretty firm with our oldest and kind of firm on, on the consequences while also trying to, you know, be calm and, and, and keep our heads <laughs> together. Whereas the, our second, you know, if we kind of had those exact same consequences with her, it'd probably crush her little soft pleaser spirit. So we're definitely having to go to Jesus about how to um, how to navigate, you know, our, our different personalities within our family and um, have the wisdom that we need. But I love what you shared, Danny. It was so good. And mm. we just want to say thank you to Chris for um, for your question. And if you're listening and you have a question for us, please send it in. We would love to answer it. You can click on the link in the show notes or go to practicemakesparent.com and click the button on the side of our show page to submit a voicemail. Hey, we hope that this episode helped you better understand how to step away from a parenting formula and embrace parenting by faith. And that's the beauty of the uniqueness of each of your children. Your kids are truly fearfully and wonderfully made, as it says in Psalm 139. Be sure to like, listen, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes, and we love doing this podcast because we are learning along with you. We are all in it together. Our goal is to equip parents like you with practical tools that you can use in your everyday life with your kids. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Dr. Danny Huerta. And I'm Rebecca St. James. Join us next week for more tips for transforming your parenting on Practice Makes Parent. parents, Parent here. I don't know about you, but most parenting advice I've found is a lot like my son's favorite foods, just beans and hot dogs. It's bland and way too juvenile for how old he actually is. But Focus on the Family's weekly age and stage emails have biblical stuff that helps me be intentional as a parent. It's great, like a chef salad of parenting tips. If you want biblical, practical, and personal tips to your inbox, here's how. Go to MyKidsAge.com, put in your kid's age, and get weekly emails that make a difference.